like you take your Bibles and turn to the book of Psalm 62 and 1. I was reading this week, when we praise the Lord, the joys of heaven comes flowing in our lives. So if we want more joy, we must do what? You got to praise him more. The more you praise him, the more joy you'll get in your life and the wonderful things of God. I'm so excited about the Lord and the wonderful things of God is happening in our world. And I'm going to share a little bit. We're living in a dark world, but I've come to the conclusion we don't need to be talking about problems. We need to talk about the resurrection. We need to not be talking about the tribulation. I'm not planning on being here. I'm planning on being gone. That's why we ought to talk about the resurrection. Jesus Christ never changes. The Word never changes. The world changes, but the Word don't change. Peter gave them the Word in the second chapter of Acts, and the Bible said, and they was cut to their hearts. What must we do? The Word changes people's lives. Philip goes down eighth chapter of Acts and gave them Christ, the anointed one. The whole city was baptized in Jesus' name. The whole city was healed. Peter and John came down and laid their hands on them, and everyone in that city received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that a wonderful thing? We ought to pray that that would happen here. Amen? You say, well, it, it is happening. So I'm going to share with you this morning the wonderful things of God is happening in our lives. <clears throat> Psalm 62 and 1, if you would please. Psalm 62 and 1. Truly my soul, I mean, truly my soul waiteth unto God, for him cometh my salvation. Now the word salvation means health. It means salvation for your soul. In other words, God forgives you your sin. It means prosperity. And it also means protection. And that's what Jesus has brought to our lives, the wonderful things of God. Why don't you clap your hands, all you people, and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The more joyful noise we make unto the Lord, the more the joy of the Lord comes in our hearts. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> Excuse me. David says God is everywhere. He said wherever I go, he's there. I make my bed and says hell, but he meant the earth. He's there. I want to say to you this morning, you cannot go anywhere that the presence of God is not there. He's there waiting on you. He's there to bless you. He's there to give you things that you thought was impossible to get. Amen? There's a miracle word in my house thought about as we sang that song, I need thee, O Lord. I'd, I'd like to sing that. I, I don't sing, but I want thee. I don't just need you, but I want thee. There's a difference in needing the Lord and wanting the Lord. I want all he has for me in this world until I go home. I'm not going to put these scriptures up on the screen. I'm just going to quote some of them. Isaiah 6 and 3 said, the whole earth is full of 
his glory. Without the presence of God in this world, and Brother Michael, Taylor, there's none of us would ever been saved. It takes the presence of God to save us. No man cometh to God except he drawn by the Spirit of the Lord. It takes the Spirit of God to draw us, to help us in everything we do. Brother Ken mentioned something this morning. He just wore himself out trying to work on something and failed four times, I think. And then he said, why don't I talk to the Lord about it? And as soon as he talked to the Lord, it changed. When we talk to the Lord, things change. He's present to help us in the time of need. He doesn't come. He's already came. The wonderful blessings of God is on our lives. We're blessed in everything we do. Psalm, I mean, Isaiah 62 said, Well, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise up on you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. I believe the world needs to see the glory upon his people. We need to shine. Old blue moon of Kentucky, do what? Shine on. The church ought to do what? In the darkest hour, we ought to be shining the brightest. The wonderful things of God is in our lives, and I appreciate it. I know Isaiah 66 and 12 said, for this saith the Lord, behold, I will extend peace to her like a river. I know a lot of people looking for peace today, but they're looking in the wrong way. There's no peace in this world. You're not going to find no peace in this world in your job, in surrounding. Anything you go to, the only peace you'll find is the Prince of Peace, and that's Jesus Christ in your heart. If you want real peace, you're going to have to look to him. In the crisis in your life, peace can overflow you like you've never known and realized before. Like Sister Starla, the peace of God. She could share one wonderful experience about what she went through. The glory of the Gentiles will flow like a stream. How many know what are you today? You're a Gentile. And what's going to flow in you? The Lord, like what? John 7, 38 said, I'll pour out my spirit on you, and out of your spirit will come what? Rivers of what? How many know that we ought to be enjoying rivers of living waters? Amen. He has not changed. And Jesus told a woman at the well, said, if you drink the water that I got to give you, I give unlimited water. How many know that God's not limited? Your finances may be limited. A lot of things in your life may be limited, but God is not limited. I know this guy. He's worked for me before, but he's in terrible condition right now. And our neighbor carried him to Little Rock the other day, and when he got back, he told me later how bad he was. He said, I've been knowing him for several years, and he's been in bad shape. I have never once never once heard him complain I've never heard him once say anything about his sickness and what he can't do he said when he got out of his truck and came to my house for me to carry him and get to Little Rock said he got as close to the truck he could he just barely could breathe time he got in the truck but I have never heard him say one word about his sickness about his problem 
I want you to know we got a God that's above everything in this world. He wants rivers of living water to flow out of our lives. Amen? It's available. Just as air we breathe is available. Isaiah 66 and 12 said that. God giveth not the Spirit by measure, Jesus said. Then verse 18 said, Measuring unto him, Jesus shall come and see my glory. The world needs to see a church and individuals on fire for God. Come on, you ought to clap your hand for that. Listen, the world can't change until the church shines her glory forth and shine everywhere you go and everything you do. How many know that God is bigger than what we say he is? We don't really know how big God is, but he wants to reveal himself to us, how big he really is. I'm going to title this this morning, Power Belongs to God. I don't give the devil no credit. He has no power compared to God's power. There's nothing in this world. He said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Brother Ken mentioned, read the scripture this morning. And I thought about when he read that, what I read just, just a few days ago. A writer said, Jesus didn't look forward to the cross. He, that, that writer's wrong. He forgot to read the book of James. He, he, he don't know Christ. The Bible said he looked to the cross with glory. He loved to look to the cross. He looked past the cross. Come on, church. He saw you. He saw me. He didn't see the pain and suffering he's going to go through. He saw the joy and the glory and the honor that he's going to bring to us. He saw us delivered from sin and sickness and disease, all those things. He went there with joy in his heart, knowing that that was just going to last for a brother, brother James just a moment. It was going to be over with. But joy and glory in our lives is going to be forever as long as we live here on this earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. The joy of the Lord. John 3 and 2, Nicodemus went to Jesus by night. <clears throat> Excuse me. He said, we know that no man, some people said Jesus was God, Jesus was not God. I won't explain that tonight, but if you want to know on the scriptures, you can see me later. He was not God. He was a man. And they asked him, said, we know no man can do the things you do except what? God be what? With him. When the disciples looked and seen him stand up and calm the storm, I believe, church, if we would get together like these storms that just went through here, if the church would get together and start praying, we can keep them up yonder somewhere where they don't come down to the earth. I believe if the Congress and the Senate would get out on the front porch of the White House like they did in 9-11 and hug one another and pray for America, that things would change in this world. When we begin to come in unity and harmony with one another, I don't care what nationality or what race they are, there's only one race of people with God, and that's the children of God. Things in this world would change in my life and your life. Peace. Surpasses all understanding. 
of the wonderful things of God. And he said, when, when Jesus calmed the storm, they said, what manner of man is this? I can't get into this this morning. It's too far out. But God gave the same power to you and I that he used to calm the storm. The same power that he used. I was just reading just this week what it just boiled in my heart. Jesus said, destroy this temple and I will do what? He didn't say, my father will raise me up. He said, I will raise this temple up again. He said, hallelujah. What did Jesus say you are? You are the light of the world. Is that right? Did he say not you, the salt of the earth? Is that right? He didn't say, if you live a while, you become the light. He didn't say that. He said, you are the light. How many can say, I am the light of the world? I am the salt of the earth. I am what God says I am, not what I feel and not what's happening in my life. I am what God says I am. I am that. Paul said, I labor more abundantly than all night I, but Christ in me. It's Christ doing the work in us and through us. He has all power on the face of the earth. He demonstrated that when he said, I will raise this body up myself because he had been given that authority and that power. As it is in heaven, let it be where? How many believe there's turmoil in heaven? You can't control the turmoil in the world, but you can control the turmoil that's inside of us. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars until he comes back. It's not going to change. If any of you know the scripture, it's not going to change. When Elijah came on the scene, Ahab, we don't really know where he come from. He just poof, showed up. Don't say much about him. But Ahab and Jezebel was in the middle of their reign, and she had set up false prophets throughout of all of Israel. When he came on the scene, he called Ahab and told him, said, from my own lips, there will be no rain on the earth for three and a half years starting today. There's not going to be no rain from my lips. There's going to be no rain. He predicted a famine. Is that right? First thing he knew, he down, Brother Don, down, Brother Brooke, drinking water out of a creek. And the raven was bringing him food. Some translation said a buzzard brought him his food. I don't know about that, but anyhow. But wasn't long since dying, that brook dried up. And he had to go to this woman that didn't even fear God. And when he got there, he, she said, he's your God. He don't belong to me. He's not my God. He said, just go bake me a little old cake. She said, I ain't got but one cake left. When we bake that, we're going to die. He said, just feed me first. You say, what are you saying, brother, brother? I'm saying the things of this world is going to affect you and me. But thank God he's going to see us through it. Amen. Come on now, church. He's going to see you through it. You're not going to be as the world. We're not exempt from these things in the world like that. He prophesied it, and he had to suffer same as the rest of them had to do. We're going to suffer, but God is going to be with us through it all. And one day God's going to deliver us out of it all, the wonderful blessings of God and the wonderful things of God. All power belongs to who? God. The Scripture says all power belongs to Jesus Christ. 
And Nicodemus said, we know that you cannot do these things as a man. It's God with you. How many believe that God is with you? He's not only just with you, he's where? He's in you. Amen. Get to it here in a minute. There's a miracle in my house, and there's nothing in this world can stop us from receiving a miracle except unbelief. God wants you to have a miracle in your house. He wants you delivered from anything that's in this world. And I know Peggy really needs a miracle. She needs a miracle. Abraham drew near to God. When God told him, said, I'm here, and I'm going to go down to destroy Sodom. So the two angels on the way, and God, that was Jesus Christ manifested in the flesh. When Jesus was talking to some of the scribes and the Pharisees one time, he was telling them some one thing. They said, how can you say that you're not 50, 50 years old yet? He said, before Abraham, I was. He was for the beginning of the world. But here he sits and talks to Abraham because Abraham drew near Sister Linda to God. They were friends. Brother Ken talks about a lot about he's his daddy. This church came, man came to the old church one time. He said, I've been to four of the best alcohol rehabs in the world. I come out the same way I went in. But one day I was driving down the road and I had my filth sitting beside of me. So I moved it over and patted the seat. I said, Jesus, you got to help me. How many believe you got to have the help from the Almighty God to deliver you of your sins and your sickness and all of your problems? You got to have some supreme power that's from heaven and that's the glory of God that can deliver anything, any word, any time because He has power over everything. He came to church and went to the altar. I preached his funeral many years later. He was totally delivered from alcohol and filled with the Spirit of God. Your miracle is in your house when you say, I need God. I've got to have you, God. Abraham and God were friends. If God is not your friend, why don't you make him your friend? He drew near. The Bible said, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. How many of you want God to draw near to you? Draw near to God. Get on a friendly basis with him. All of them know the story real fine. They brought it, the number down to ten. Abraham was convinced there's ten righteous don't never quit asking God while he's in the frame of giving. He is your friend. The man came at the midnight hour, knocked on the door. His friend was on the inside. It is the midnight hour. How many is in the midnight hour? I want you to know where to go is to your friend, Jesus Christ. He'll not only give you what you ask, he'll give you more than what you need. He's not just a God that just gives just enough. He gives more than enough. 
So Abraham gets up and leaves. Jesus gets up and leaves. I don't know that he saw the smoke from Sodom and Gomorrah. He might have thought the whole thing went down. I don't know. But I do know this. Hallelujah. The two angels. Two angels. Hallelujah. Brought him out. Lot. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, and the Lord <laughs> remembered Abraham's prayer. I want you to know this morning, God remembers your prayer. When you pray, it's not forgotten. And the powers of the darkness of hell can't stop your miracle from coming to you when you pray. said, and God remembered Abraham's prayer, and Lot was delivered because the angel. How many know you got angels around you? we got to come to the place in our lives that we believe. Not just believe it, but we're going to have to talk it. There are the multitudes of angels gathered around us of the wonderful blessings of God. And Abraham tells his servant, said, I want you to go down, and I want you to get an Isaac a wife. Don't get him out of this country, but you go back to the country and get him a wife. And the servant says, what if she won't come? I want you to know faith talks. How many believe faith talks? He was the father of faith. He said, my God will send an angel before you. Amen, Brother James? He said, my God. Come on, church. We need to get to the place to say, my God will send an angel to you. He's the father of faith. He's the father of nations. He said, just go down there at 500 miles from where he was to Macedonia. I don't know how long it would take you to walk that long. I know if you do a lot of walking, the first mile, you can get it in 15 minutes. <laughs> the second mile ain't going to get no 15 minutes. It ain't going to be slowing down. I don't know about them camels, how fast they could go. But 500 miles. Whew. He starts out. Abraham said, my God will send his angel before you. Hallelujah. How I many of you know should never worry about your children? Your children don't belong to you. Gina don't belong to me and Peggy. I'm sorry, honey, but you don't. Came through us. They belong to him. When we dedicate them to him, we're expecting God, just Julie, to take care of them. We release our ownership and give him ownership over them, and then he can protect them. You can worry all you want to, but you can't help them. But you can pray. And Abraham said, the angel will go before you. Your family member may be 3,000 miles, Brother Billy, away from here. But the presence of God is there. And when you speak, it's done. And the Bible said, and the servant left. And he talked to God. And he said, God, I want the first little girl to come out. 
with a jar. How many love running water? If you don't, I got a well at the house. I'll let you come draw some water and you'll kiss that faucet. Huh? The woman at the well told Jesus, said, how can you draw water from this well? It's deep and you ain't got nothing to draw with. She didn't know what he had. She, she, she didn't know what was available. And this servant prayed, said, now the first little girl that come out with a jar, in other words, a pitcher to draw water with, and says to me, sir, let me water you. And as soon as I water you, I'll water your camels. Prayer has got to be pacific. You've got to stay with it. Come on now. You can't pray a little bit and quit. Prayer has got to be perseverance. Prayer has got to be diligently. And when he got down there, this little girl come out and said, Sir, are y'all getting this? The angels just around the bottom had done got down there. And the angel had done whispered to this little girl's ear, said that the man are coming, he's going to be on a certain day. Now get your jar ready, and this is what you say. Listen, they was, they was all together. They was in one spirit. Hallelujah. Paul said in the book of Titus, he said, Titus and I are one spirit. How many of you know that we can get more, one, more done when we're one spirit and we can't any else way in the world when we become one spirit? He said, Titus and I are one spirit. When we get to be one spirit, he said this little girl, this angel said this little girl. Now when he gets here, the first First word out of your mouth, you tell him you're going to water him, and rest is history. So this morning as you pray and you start praying, make sure you pray specifically what you want, and make sure you stay with it. The wonderful things of God. All power in heaven and earth belongs to God. This lady's name was Myrtle Fillmore, and I want to share with you these stories because the miraculous power of God is working today right here in this earth. He, he, he's not on vacation. She was an invalid. Grown. But she got to reading the Word of God. And she began to see things in the Word of God. She started praying for herself daily. Praying for herself daily. After two years, she was totally, completely healed. Because the power of God is over anything in this world. There's nothing in this world. Your miracle you can have today. Peggy can have a miracle today. She needs a miracle today. Some of you need a miracle today. You need a miracle in your house. Nothing can stop it when we persevere and have faith in God. How many of you have heard of, heard of Dutch Sheets? I'm going to share a story with you. He said, a lady called him and said, I want you to go to visit my sister. He said, okay, I'll go. He said, when he got there, if I had seen her before I got there, I would have never went. I would have never went. He said, I have never seen such a pitiful-looking human being in my life. She'd been on feeding tube for a year and a half. Disease had destroyed her brain. And the doctor said there's no hope for her. If, if she was to live, she'll be on a feeding tube the rest of her life. There's no hope. For one year, he went every, well, went from 60 to 70 times 
in one year. You sort of figure that up. He stood by her bedside and cried and wept, aggravated because nothing happened when he prayed during this whole year. Just, 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 to, just there. One day he got so aggravated, he asked God, did you really send me here or was it just me? He said, Dutch, I sent you here. Sometimes our flesh is going to disagree with what God has said. Sometimes our mind is going to disagree with what God has said. But he just kept going. He kept going. Perseverance is important. Diligence is important. Hebrews 11, 6 says he's a rewarder of those that are diligently. He just kept going. And after one year, one Wednesday, it seemed like he got an answer from God, but he wasn't sure. So he went home. She had got so bad they had to send her to the hospital with some kind of infection. But in the middle of the night, she woke up. In the middle of the night, she got up. Mm -mm -mm. God has all power in heaven and in earth. And then he wrote this. Nothing in this world can prevent you from getting your miracle. God's already promised it to you. He had to persevere. Myrtle Fillmore persevered two years. And nothing happened. And all of a sudden, we want it instantly. Amen. I love these new coffee pots. You raise the lid, put it in there, close the lid, punch a button. Time you get your cup ready, the coffee's ready. We're looking for instant world. But sometimes it is instant from God, and sometimes it's not. God has all power. He has all authority. Your miracle is today, right now. Peggy's is today. She had to go home. Dad's sick. Wouldn't let me go. I want you to know that God hears your prayers. Hold on. Winston Churchill said the reason God made the bulldog with his nose turned backwards so when he got on, hold on to somebody, he could still breathe and hold on. I don't know whether that's true or not. But I tell you, you need to hold on. You need to persevere. You need to don't give up. Don't waver. Don't doubt. Draw near to your Father. Amen. Crawl up in his laps if necessary. Tell him, pat the seat and say, God, I need you. I need thee, O God. Go a little bit further. Said, I want you. I got to have you, O God. Sister Belt, let's come back to you with your children. I don't care where they're at. The presence of God is there. And when you speak the word, pray of them. I don't know why I called you out, but I want you to know that God's presence is right there with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you speak it, it's going to happen. It may not happen instantly. Hallelujah. But it's going to happen. God bless you. They come and sing. God has all power in 
heaven and earth. Not anything escapes his eyes. If he sees a sparrow that falls to the ground, surely he sees our needs. Miracles in my house. Miracle is in my house, and nothing's going to hinder me from giving it. I could give you some more stories this morning, but that's enough. They're happening now, and they're happening everywhere. God wants you to have your miracle this morning. God bless you.